yeah at the end at the end of the day it's my belief is that it's it's only about it's all about the um the person that requires the care their their needs are number one it doesn't matter what what problems you have in your own personal life if you're a carer support worker when you go to go to work like i do mm-hmm. um you know my clients are number one i my no at any point do I ever think about my needs just about how do I make their day better and it's the same when you're caring like when I was caring for mum it was all about how do I make it life easier for mum so yeah. she can try and enjoy life a little bit more you know? yeah hi my name is Rod and welcome to the caregivers hangout um <laughs> but it is good to see you it is yeah you too this morning and um we've missed you because it's been a couple of um couple of weeks but also I'm really sorry because the last time um, that we were meant to talk it was actually completely the technical side of things with um, the podcast so I do yeah okay really apologize. No, that's okay it's just it's right. thing everywhere so sorry guys we missed out on Rod but Rod's here yay <laughs> so thank you Rod um, you're so- welcome we were talking and it was, unfortunately, it was one of the best episodes of... Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, what? It was... I was It was so, it was mint, absolute mint. And what we were talking about last episode was being an advocate for someone. Um, so in your terms, Rod, what does being an advocate mean? Oh, now I've got to, you put me on the spot again now. <laughs> Now I got the I got the I'm bar so sorry. that high. <laughs> um, no, nah, basically, being an advocate is, um, in my view, anyway, is um, standing up for someone, um, share, saying, um, you know, basically what their beliefs are and what they want, and be able to portray that message across so they get what they want. Really, being there to support them. Yeah. 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 So. I think last time that we were talking, we were talking about having person-centered care because that's essentially what caregiving is. Basically, um, the person that you care for is the center of any decisions that you make for them. That's essentially what you're saying as well. Yeah. 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 So, you know, um, person-centered care, recognizing that different people want many different things letting person make um, informed decisions as well and respecting the wishes of the person. And I think <coughs> with your with your work, and I'm certainly certain with, um, you know, advocating from my point of view um, in my past with nursing as well, um, but also, you know, looking after Deb and even my grandmother, we've had those examples too. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yes, I, with my work, I've been doing a lot of advocating recently. Mm. Um, I, I explained it last time, but it didn't record. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm to get so that crushed. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like hanging in my head in shame right now. It's just like. Oh, really? <laughs> no, but I, um, since, uh, since that conversation, a lot of things have happened um, oh. with old. With old um, so basically. What, what I was saying was is that he wanted, um, he's been renting a, a house that's pretty cold and not not very good living conditions for him, but he's he would he wanted to buy a property. Um, so my role for that was to advocate for him and 
you know, um, I've had to make some phone calls to super company, super, his super companies, um, just because of his anxiety and, and that it's just too overwhelming. Yeah. So, you know, when I was speaking to the super companies with his permission, of course, he was right next to me. Um, I was just advocating on what he would like to try and gain from it, how to access um, his superannuation um, and, and that, kind of, that kind of stuff. And, you know, speaking to real estate companies, because he, when it's just us two, he, he's very, um, his communication is very well. But once you get into a setting of a couple of people, the um, anxiety and being overwhelmed and, and that really kicks in. So mm-hmm. it was, it's important and it's important in every part of advocating is to be able to be on the same, same page, the same wavelength. So then us as carers, we can we know exactly what um, the person wants and then we can go and advocate for them and just say what it is that they want and help them through that process. So, Yeah, I think yeah. that's absolutely essential as well, you know, and that's so right too because we are so comfortable with our carers because I'm yeah. – I can say absolutely everything and anything um, to Andy. Um, But just like yesterday, I went to the doctor's office and, you know, being in that environment, um, my F&D absolutely flared up. And, you know, I was waiting in the car. Oh, good old COVID times. Um, We were... We were told to wait in the car um, before we went in and Andy needed to see the doctor too. So it was the whole family. We were all cooped up in the car for 45 minutes, right? Yeah. By the time we actually got into the doctor's office and able to talk to the doctor, my my F&D symptoms were all flared up. I could barely make sentences. So he actually had to advocate for me, had to speak up for me because I could not. And that's what's so important um, to speak up for someone. You're quite right. When we can't, can't, it's up to you guys, the carers, to actually go, okay, this is what they need and to be able to verbalise for us, so to know what we need. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um with the, in regards to, you know, advocating for his super, he got all the forms sent out. Yeah. And even just the forms were, was enough for him to be, well, I can't do this. It's just way too hard bracket, um, which is understandable. And the moment, you know, we sat down and we had a chat, it just seemed like, you know, because I was there and I was advocating with him on how to fill it out properly and all that kind of stuff. You just see the the weight just sort of lift, lifting from your shoulders kind of thing. And he's like, oh, it's not that hard now, is it? I'm like, no, mate. So basically, you know, it's a sense of gratitude there just to help someone because you can see it. And because of course I work with in my – I've got three clients. I only do, I work in disabilities and I only have three clients. Yeah. Um, which I, I think I'm pretty lucky, to be honest. Um, so obviously I've got, I've got to know really, really well. And he's, he's exactly like you said, he's got that trust. So he can say whatever he wants, however he's feeling. Mm-hmm. And he can just let it all out and I'll just sit there and listen. And then yeah. that's when we, as advocators and as carers, we listen. 
and then that's how we know well, that's how I know anyway how to what foot to put next and what step to put in place and how to yeah um try and achieve what what he wants exactly yeah well that's it you know um so you're giving person-centered care by you know communicating making sure that you understand exactly what their needs are so it could be you know the likes the dislikes um you know how they live the financial situation as you were saying exactly yeah you're making everything and you're also um you're looking as well about you know how to keep him as well and i guess with everyone you know how to keep us as independent as possible yeah with yeah. our limitations too i hate saying limitations because you know covid times limitations and restrictions uh, oh. yes <sighs> bloody covid i know <laughs> ah. um but yes I know. but i understand i understand what yeah. you're saying yeah um <laughs> So pretty much since the last time we've spoken, he's been to the banks and everything. And even though he's got money there, he still doesn't meet the criteria because he's on a disability pension, mm. um, which which is sad because he's got the money, he can afford it. Yeah. Um, so yesterday yesterday was a whirlwind day because he, we put in all the hard work to find out that he wasn't able to go ahead. Yeah, and then you know, yesterday I was just the listening battering ram, just letting him vent his his problems out. And then, as out, my job is to be able to calm him down, and then yeah. you know, be able to give advice. Um, even that's just advocating in itself, just sitting there listening, and then just giving sound advice with a clearer head. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 Well, that's right. I mean, you know, you make sure that they also have all the information that they need. Um, Yeah, exactly. You protect their rights as well, that they're treated with respect. You know, you're treating with lots of respect and dignity by just being there, listening, hearing them, and, you know, not overstepping or, you know, pushing you. Yeah. You know, well, he said to he said to me yesterday. He goes, "I'm flirting with illness because it's, it's that hard for me." And I said, "Well, this this is not how it's meant to be. You're not meant to be feeling like this." So, yeah. I, I suggest that we put it to the side because you're not meant to be. It's not meant to be making you feel ill. It's meant to be something that you get excited yeah. about. So. Um, so that's been pushed aside. In the moment, we did. I suggested that he's like, yeah, okay, well, that option isn't there. What other options do we have? It's just sort of like he just needed someone to say, all right, but this isn't worth it if you if it's making me feel sick. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it, sometimes it's just being you know there to listen. You know, and yeah, exactly making sure that you listen properly as well so that you can convey it later on because who knows yeah, exactly track, who knows down the track you know you may need that information later on to convey it to other people yeah exactly you know? i just tried to lay out all the positives yeah i put all everything that was positive about the situation mm-hmm. i put it out put on the table for him that i could think of yeah and did not mention one word one word that was negative Oh. It was all, all all positive, so and that and that see that worked. That that was enough to work for him to yeah. you know be less heightened, um, 
and a lot and more calm. So, yeah, good on you. Well, also in regards to advocating some for someone, there there is that awful part of advocating, especially when it comes to standing up for someone as well in regards to complaints too. Have you had any yeah. experience in that regard? Um, I've done complaining, yeah, on mum's behalf um, with a service provider that's been helping her out. Um, yeah. Mum had a very, very big meeting, which you know about the NDIS. And the day of her meeting that her providers knew, they sent someone that she had never met before. Yes. She, she was 15 or 20 minutes late. Oh, um, we... so straight, so straight off the bat, mum yes. was just like, well, well, who the hell is this person? I've never met this lady before. And I'm going to probably the most important meeting that we've been, well, we've been waiting for this for three and a bit years. Yeah. And then, then the chick didn't know where she was driving. She didn't know where she was going. She drove 20 minutes past the turn off. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, it, you know, but that was part of. Yeah. At the, that, that's not good enough. And mum mm-hmm. needed to say something. And mum, how do I describe it? Mum's very gentle. Oh, She's furious, but gentle. She was, she like, was fu- She can Yeah. So, but. Um, you know, it was, yeah, I've had to call up. I called up, she doesn't know that I called up, but I called up and said, This isn't good enough. Oh, good on you. Um, yeah, I, I thought about it and thought about it, and I was like, No, nah, that's not good enough. I, we've been knocked back from the NDIS twice already, finally get accepted, mm-hmm. and why I just couldn't fathom why they couldn't send someone that mum was comfortable with. Because by the time mum got in that meeting, she was. She was frazzled and I couldn't make it due to work commitments. Yeah. So that that just wasn't good enough on my behalf. Of, or for me anyway. Well, I'm like, that's not, not that's just not fair. No, like, it's why not. why would you do that to someone they and they knew about this meeting a month or so prior. Yeah. So if everybody yeah. um who's listening, I'm going to link that um Deb and Daddy show episode so you can listen in um on what actually happened to poor Deb and how she actually handled it because she handled it so amazingly. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I know. And she managed um even throughout the whole thing, she managed to actually go through it. Yes, yes, she did. Yeah, and the positive out of it now is that uh, we had an implementation meeting on Friday, and it's all going ahead. So, I mean, yeah, so it's a little yeah. bit of a hiccup, which, but I mean, <laughs> that, as an advocate, that's what you got to do sometimes. Is you got to stand up, and you got to be willing to just say it how it is, and say it isn't good enough. Well, you're right. Um, I mean, sometimes you may not be satisfied with how the person is um, cared exactly. by or treated by others. And in that instance, you you would have to then make a complaint because, you know, it's for the person that you're caring for as well, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, That's, yeah. Like, like, Mum was, she was furious. And then, yeah. you know, if, if, that, if that was the guy I care for, it, it would have been shaking at the knees and would not know how to handle it. So that where us as carers, we need to stand up and go, well, hey, this isn't right. This isn't fair. Yeah. Um, you, need to be, you need to be better. Yeah. It's a quality of care that's actually being delivered to the person that you're looking after. And Yeah, exactly. You 
you can't have that carry on continuously as well. So um, yeah. for those who are listening who are caregivers, if indeed, you know, you feel that it's not right, it is okay to actually stand up and make a formal complaint to that service or, you know, yeah. to that provider um, or even make a complaint to that government authority or that agency as well. Um, there is links that I'll link into this episode on um, ways in which you can actually put complaints in as well um, or even ways in which you can get support in, in advocating too because I think that's yeah. really important to have that yeah, support too. But that's yeah. I mean, you're not the only one. I think there was another FND that I mentioned um, in the last episode that kind of got glitched up. (sighs) I'll I'll just mention it again. She wasn't getting the right care. She really wasn't getting the right care, and yet she was still paying for it through her NDIS. And there was a last straw, and they actually had to just say, no more, no more. We can't have you look after me anymore yeah i do remember you saying that yeah 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 it's pretty crazy how some people get treated it's not fair it's not fair fair and if it's not fair and it's not right don't be afraid to actually say no more you know there are good carers there are good providers there are good services out there yeah willing to provide and to give quality service so you need that good yeah. service. Look out! Yeah, at the end, at the end of the day, it's my belief is that it's it's only about it's all about the um the person that requires the care. Their their needs are number one. It doesn't matter what what problems you have in your own personal life. If you're a carer, support worker, when you go to go to work like I do, mm-hmm. um, you know my clients are number one. I my no. At any point do I ever think about my needs, just about how do I make their day better? And it's the same when you're caring, like when I was caring for mum, it was all about how do I make it life easier for mum so yeah. she can try and enjoy life a little bit more, you know? Yeah. I'm so still that, you do that though, because like you check in on her almost three times a day and, you know, you take yeah. her out and, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, when you... Over five years, it's kind of second nature second to do nature. that now. Exactly. And I am her only son, so I've got to annoy someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> and, she, and she knows that. Sometimes I'll ring her up and just go, Hey, mum. She goes, Yeah, what's up? I'm like, Nothing, love you. Got to go. Bye. Oh, brownie points to you. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, okay. And then that's it. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> she loves uh, it. I know she does. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you yeah. anyway, Rod, for um, today. No and I guarantee this one's going to go up because it's absolutely wonderful. The quality of awesome. recording is wonderful too. And it works. Yeah. Stay tuned, oh, everyone. So we'll talk to you next time. Hang hang in there, everybody. And, um, yeah, no stay worries. safe. Hard and stay safe, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Caregiver Hangout. If indeed you feel as though you need to reach out to Rod, please do. He is there to help and support you in regards to anything caregiver-wise. In the meantime, for more information on the caregiving, please look at www.caregiver.com.
caregateway.gov.au and for forums and support as well. It's a wonderful, invaluable service provided by the Australian government. So check it out. Otherwise, for FND Carer Support, there is the FND Australia Support Services Caregivers Support Advocates Group Facebook-wise. Um, you can check that out too. I will link it all in the details of this episode and every episode there. So check it out there as well. Well, the FND podcast is proud to be the FND Australia series. I hope that you are all safe and sound. And in the meantime, join us next week as we talk to Rod about caregiving and also caregiving with FND. Take care and stay safe, love heart and peace.